<laughs> I don't know if you have to explode your your brain. That I sounds stand terrifying. By that. Yes. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Casey and Chuck here, and welcome to episode twenty-five of the Leadership for Life podcast. Twenty-five, Chuck. Um, did you think we'd get to 25 when we started? I think I specifically told you there's no way we're going to get to 25 on this <laughs> day. Uh, well, I remember when we started, like I was doing research, and they said that most podcasts don't get past episode seven. Wow. Wow. So I was really, really focused when we started. I had like the first seven episodes in my head of what I wanted to do because I was determined we were going to get past episode seven so right um, uh, yeah episode 25 man wonderful we're, we're flying through um and you know sounds like people are getting stuff out of what we're talking about and that's the whole point so it's it's i mean we obviously enjoy talking to one another but it's nice that other people are enjoying our conversation yeah i agree and and uh we wouldn't have got here chuck without you so thank you so much for all of your help i I greatly appreciate uh, everything that you've done to help us get here, man. So uh, thank you so much. A heartfelt thank you. Well, you are welcome. And like I said, I'm so excited to be a part of this. So um, so what are, we, um, what are we diving into today? Well, um, for a, multiple, uh, a multitude of reasons, I thought it would be good to talk about the idea of experiencing defeat and how to, to overcome that, what, what, you know, what is that, how does that make us feel? Um, you know, we both of us, you know, I, um, we haven't talked for a little while, but I presume we're both still looking for a job, which means that's true. I think we're, we're both um, have experienced some defeat um, in our, you know, job search, but Again, as we've said so many times before, so much of this is about attitude. Um, so I don't know. I just wanted to kind of discuss that and see if we could share some good strategies about, about how to successfully interact with you know, setbacks. Yeah. Um, what an interesting topic. And you, know, you, you alluded to it. You said for many reasons. And... Right. One of them certainly is I have to believe what we just saw happen in our nation's capital here in the U.S. Um, just two days ago, as we're recording this, um, just just two days ago, I have to admit I'm in a really weird mood um, about about things, and you know I feel like maybe I've I've felt that way for much of this year, um, and I think that'll tie into actually what as I'm thinking about it, what we want to talk about today. But yeah, I've just went back and forth all year, I think, where I'm on cloud nine and then all of a sudden something in the world happens and I feel just down again. And uh, certainly I feel that way now. I just feel this weight, almost like this weight, right? Of everyone wants to call it like 2020, but it's not 2020. Like, you know, we talked about this, that at January 1st, the troubles don't stop. There's still going to be drama in the world. There's still going to be things happening. So to your point, uh, yeah, I think it's a great, what a great topic. Um, and we've not talked, you know, we've not talked since before Christmas. Yeah. Um, so all of this has happened. First, let me just say, I hope you had a wonderful Christmas with your family. And to all of the listeners out there, hey, I hope you had a wonderful holiday uh, season with your family and loved ones, with your friends. I, I hope that if your year was stressful, which I can't believe it wasn't because I think everybody's year was stressful in some form or fashion. I hope you got some reprieve and were able to exhale and, and really enjoy what's, what's important. So. And it, yeah, and I reiterate that. And I also wish that, or hope that was the case for you. And, and, um, and to your point, I definitely had the last, uh, I guess it was Wednesday. I definitely had that in mind when I was thinking of this topic because I think we saw some folks struggling with with defeat or setback or or um, a multitude of things probably for 
um, a, you know, a wide variety of people. And, and then you also had on your own, like, just as you alluded to, like watching that transpire and all the emotions that would, you know, be engendered by, by uh, seeing a Confederate flag in the U.S. Capitol. Like, yeah. that, that is just, that's not an image that's going to go away anytime soon. And, and how do we process these things and how do we keep it from causing us to despair? Yes, yeah, difficult. Um, such a complicated world we live in right now and such a complicated issue to even talk about. Um, I guess, ha have you... Have you ever experienced a defeat? Like you alluded to uh, searching for employment right now. How, is that kind of an area that your mind went to when you started thinking about this subject was? Sure, yeah. Was that okay? How, how have you dealt with it? Well, I think, you know, we talked about this a little bit in our COVID episode. I think that it is a, um, it is a moving target, right? Um, I... I will admit that like over the holidays, especially towards the end of the holidays when nobody was working. And so you're just submitting these applications and you're not hearing anything. And it just feels like um, I'm doing this for my health. That, you know, my, that had an impact on my confidence and it had an impact on my expectations of, we all know people or have heard of people that like, oh yeah, that guy lost his job or, or that woman, you know, was laid off in 2007 and just has never been able to, you know, kind of recalibrate and, you know, find another job. And I, I think that, that in my dark times, I think that's the, that's the worst case scenario is, um, oh my gosh, what if I'm one of those people? Um, especially as the time goes on between having lost my job and not having found a job. Now, since then, like once business kind of opened, I've had two interviews this week and met with some really nice people and, and the interviews went well. And, and um, but it is a challenge to keep that confidence, at least for me, you know, always where it, where it needs to be. Do you find yourself talking to yourself like are you saying things to yourself to build that confidence and kind of get over that you know that that hill of negativity or are you thinking about your mindset like actually thinking about what is my mindset right now for sure yeah and i think um i think that it is just so much easier like it, it's harder to keep that wall build up of confidence or optimism in a vacuum of again no responses and no no interaction once the you know i wouldn't want to test the theory of like to see how my confidence would go if i went a month without interviews right like that would be would be i mean i'm sure it would grow from it but it would be challenging um it's just so much easier to, to kind of borrow confidence when you know that like oh people are interested in in hiring me and and that um uh that i you know people do see value in what i'm putting out there so yes i do have self-talk and i do you know i was telling myself look it's the holidays you know nothing nobody's doing anything right now um but it is it feels like it is you know, like an umbrella uh, versus a avalanche or something, you know, like yeah. it seems in, it doesn't seem up to the task. And again, I know that there's probably more stuff that I could do and I could probably be, you know, there are probably other strategies I could employ, but honestly, that's what I went through. Like I would say the big, maybe the first week or first few days of January. Yeah, you know, my, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, my mind is racing here as I listen to you. And, and I know I, 
I, I want to share some things, but I have about 50 different thoughts and ideas in my head here to right. share. Um, yes. I think my approach to this is, um, you know, as I get ready to say this, I, I feel like I say this to you a lot. My approach to this is a little odd or a little different. Um, uh, I'm going to say it again. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't really... And this hasn't been the case forever. This is this is just in the past few years. I don't know when, but um, I don't really look at things too much as defeat or loss or failure. Now, for a long term, when I feel the sting of it, then yeah, I I immediately feel loss, defeat, failure, um, and I think it'd be beneficial to dive into why we why we hear those words in our head um but instead i i really there's this there's this philosophy out there called the law of rhythm um folks that that prescribe to like these laws of creation right um they, they say the world operates in certain ways and if you can understand how the world operates then you can actually predict kind of what's going to happen i don't mean like seeing the future but just right. understanding why things are happening. The law of rhythm basically says um, the world operates in rhythm. Um, you have day, you have night. Mm -hmm. You have morning, you have evening. You have high tide, you have low tide. You have sun up, you have sun, sun down. So much so that you can even predict to the minute when sun up and sun down, sun down and high tide and low tide are going to happen. People have understood the law of rhythm so much that they can actually predict when those things are going to happen. Okay. So if we understand the law of rhythm a little bit, then what we have to understand, then in life, your life operates in rhythm. There's going to be times where you can't, you can't lose. I mean, it seems like everything you touch turns the gold. It seems, man, you got your strut. You know, I always talk about never lose your strut. But I mean, you got your strut because you're winning. I mean, you cannot be touched, right? Mm -hmm. You're Mike Tyson. You're 37 and 0. You're 20 years old and, and the youngest heavyweight champion in history. Right. Like you, you can't be touched. Um, but there will, if, if the law of rhythm holds true, you cannot keep that, that pace up. There will be an, a time of loss, a time of defeat. We saw that with Mike Tyson. And I think how you handle that area, that that piece of life, that defeat, loss, failure, um, that depends on whether you stay in that cycle or not. Um, look, I, I've went through a law of rhythm where, where I feel like I can't be touched, man. Everything I do is wonderful. And then there's times where, uh, man, I can't catch a break here. There's, there's times where my wife and I are so connected that I can almost finish her thought. This is an exaggeration. This is not an exaggeration. I can think of my wife and she'll call me. <laughs> I know that sounds crazy. You guys are thinking like, what is he, a witch? No, but it, it, it's true. Like I, how many times have you been connected with someone and they call you or you call them and one of you says, I was just thinking about you. I was just getting ready to call you. It happens all the time. So if we're that connected, then there's other times where my wife and I shouldn't even be in the same room together because we're just not on the same place, right? We're just not operating from the same place. So I think that law of rhythm flows over into all of our relationships and all of our places. So my point with all of this is that just play with me and act like you understand and prescribe to the law of rhythm, folks. If you're out there, let's just act like Casey's not crazy. And let's say that you 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 you're saying okay, law of rhythm that makes sense. It it should cause you to look at defeat, loss, and failure a little bit differently. That's just the area that that's that's the tide, so to speak, that you're in. It won't last forever. It's not going to last forever. It it will change. It it will alter. There'll be a high tide again. Um, so that's kind of how I've learned and I try to approach loss, defeat, and, and failure is understanding that 
you know, it's just the area I'm in. Uh, for instance, what I've learned about myself, uh, I can work really, really hard, like eight, 12 hours a day for about 90 days. And at the 90 day mark, I need some time off. So I need to disappear for about a week and, and not really talk to folks. Not, and I've not really ever verbalized that. But Chuck, if you go back at our relationship, you, you're very uh, involved in my schedule. You know kind of where I'm at a lot. Yeah. You'll see me kind of disappear mm-hmm. at times. And it's not that I'm like mad at society. It's just I'm in an energy. I'm just I have low energy. Mm-hmm. I've worked really hard for 90 days. I'm going at it. And now I'm at a place of low energy. It's time for me to back away. And when I know I'm not like that, I don't make big decisions mm-hmm. because I'm not mentally in the place where I need to be making big decisions. I'm going to make those big decisions when I'm in a place of high tide, when I'm rocking and rolling, where what I touch turns the gold. That's when I'm making big decisions. When I have low energy, I'm not thinking real clearly. Uh, it's time to kind of back away. It's kind of, I get quiet, I fall silent, and I kind of think to myself about what's going on here. You know, how can I get out of this? And I'll get myself out of that place, and I start to hit my high tide again. Does that make sense? It does, yes. Yeah. I mean, I think, um, I think, you know, you and I have different ideas about about faith or or a greater order in the world or a greater presence in the world and i think there are times when i'm like uh there is <laughs> there, there is no there isn't there is no rhythm there is like people people do go on on bad runs that don't let up and um and i mean i don't i don't have any evidence of that and i don't i don't and i certainly have evidence of or have experienced like when things are running hot and everything's coming up chuck and uh and then there are times you know when that's when that doesn't seem to be the case but i'm super reluctant to place some sort of order on that maybe to my detriment or whatever, but like, I, I don't know, just the way I'm wired, I'm, I, I, uh, I just struggle with kind of metaphysical, um, meta, metaphysical concepts and metaphysical uh, structures to overlay over the world. But I do think, it, I, you know, zeroed in on my, my own experience, I definitely know what you're talking about. And I definitely feel like I have, have had those hot runs and those, you know, those like, why can't I catch a break, you know, here um, stretches as well. Yeah, we all do. And, and, and folks, let's not, let's not get too wrapped up in, I, I hear you saying that word metaphysical, that immediately made me feel uncomfortable. Um, <laughs> mainly because I probably can't spell the word. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't like a lot of those labels, right? Like, I, I don't, I don't like a lot of that. Um I, but I, as I look at my life, um, I do see a certain pattern. I, I do see a pattern. Things are good. Things are bad, right? Good things are happening. Bad things are, bad things are happening. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you, you said, how do we handle defeat? And, and I think that determines, you know, how we choose to handle defeat, how we understand it is at the very foundation of, of how we understand defeat is at the very foundation of how we handle it. If we get stuck in those down spots, you know, you talked about folks that go on this really long run, like it takes, oh no, it takes one bad thing to happen. And then all of a sudden you could be in this lifelong rut that you never get out of. Um, I just, I don't believe that. I don't believe that at all because I, I think we are powerful creatures. I, I, I don't believe anything can keep us down. I just yeah. don't believe it. Now, I think you can hit a bad spot and get emotionally into this rut where you miss opportunities to get out of it. And again, that that's how you handle it. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, and then certainly you can look back and go, man, I've been down 
I've been in a rut for years, like seven, eight years, bad stuff's been happening to me. Well, I would argue as someone that loves folks would say, well, has it though, or has it been seven or eight years of missed opportunities, right? You're still hanging on to something that happened to you seven years ago. Um, is that, right. I don't know. No, I, I definitely agree. We, we choose how we interact with the stimulus that we get, you know, and so that we, many people, you know, that they may, like you said, miss those opportunities or not be able to engage in those opportunities. And um, so, yeah, I don't think of it as like, yeah, there, there is, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, you know, there, there, is a, there is an individual interaction with the things that take place, uh, agency. We all have agency over, you know, how we react to things. And so um, I think that that makes sense. Do you ever like, since you, you know, you mentioned like, you know, this is kind of how you approach things now. Do you ever feel like, you know, have a, have a more prolonged, like, um, even if you know, like, okay, this is, this is my, you know, I'm in the, the, you know, the low part of the, of the rhythm. Um, do you ever like struggle with that? Or do, are you pretty much able now to just say, you know, this is what this is and it will, it will end and, and I'll be fine until that happens. No, I struggle with it all the time. Um, yeah, I, I think we all do. I, I have an awareness of how I want to approach the world. Um, I have an awareness of, of how I want to approach success, how I want to approach people, um, and how I want to approach defeat, failure, loss. I, I have an awareness that I've spent time figuring out and thinking about how I want to approach those things. That doesn't mean that I'm able to do it all the time, mm -hmm. right? Uh, yeah. yeah, we. I absolutely get into those places. Interestingly enough, um, you know, this is, some folks would probably describe this as the largest challenge or uh, time of defeat or failure that I've ever experienced. I don't define it that way at all. Mm -hmm. At all. Um, I'm trying not to get off on a tangent here because um, I could really go into <laughs> left field on that uh, in great depth. But um, yeah, I, I certainly struggle. Yeah, I certainly struggle with getting my mind right and, and handling things and feeling like, man, why is the whole world against me? You know? Right. Um, and I really used to be that way um, when I was younger. I was actually just going through some of my earlier writings. I like to journal and write some things. And, and one of them, uh, I wish we were, I had known I would have it in front of me. One of them was just so sad. I mean, <laughs> the writing was just... Um, it was written by a person that grew up in poverty. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I talked about this a little bit on the earlier episodes of the podcast that um, grew up around folks that would explain why I could not have what I wanted, why my dreams wouldn't come true, why I always had to have a backup plan, why failure and loss was always going to be there. That's 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 what I heard every day. Um, so I can I wrote once, you know, like I'm just tired of always being second. I'm tired of always losing and I was angry you know um, I was really angry at life that way and and I just don't I just as somewhere along the lines I've changed and I don't approach it quite like that but yeah, yeah I certainly still struggle with it do you certainly. apply that first of all let me just say that's I I'm thankful for you for sharing that and it's kind of funny but also kind of sad to think that you're kind of in that mindset you know kind of kind of touches my heart to to think of you like that um separately do you apply that and you know i don't know how much we want to you know y'all take your your cue but like how much we want to get into you know what happened the, on wednesday but do you view it as like <laughs> once again it, it is this do you apply kind of the rhythm model to that, we're like, look, we're going to have times as, as a country or as a world where we are messed up, and then we're going to have times when things are going to go are going good again. 
or I mean, do you or do you not necessarily use that that model for for the outside world or or like? No, that? I think I mean I would challenge anyone, and challenge is a light word there. I'm not really asking people to really. I'm not really challenging anyone here, but uh, find any aspect of life where you cannot prescribe the law of rhythm as I described it. Find find any aspect of life from being a parent um, to, and by the way, think about that. There's days where you feel like being a parent is the best thing in the world. And then there's days where you wonder if you're ever going to make it through. So this podcast is, again, is called Leadership for Life. So I think it's important to say to parents even, it's okay. It's just the rhythm. It's just where you're at. You're going to come out of it. Um, point being. Uh, yeah, I think you can prescribe it to every walk of life. This country, every country is no different. We Look, this isn't the first time something bad has happened to this country. This isn't the first time that we've seen leaders fail. Um, in this in this country now the results of of that kind of stuff varies it's always a little bit different some seem more um, excessive or larger right than at other times but yeah um, we're always up and down that's just the nature of life I think and whatever is you know alive and living and existing is always going to have ups and downs and this country is certainly one of those one of those things i don't prescribe to this idea that our country uh that our democracy has fallen and that uh, we are now the roman empire and and all of these things that i see some folks talking about we are certainly broken there's things that need to be fixed um but you know we're in a we're in a pretty good place i mean look here's what's unique about this is if you go back, um, what, eight years ago when President Obama was in office, there's a huge amount of people that would say we were at a high, mm -hmm. right? Man, we were rocking and rolling and we were that country on a hill and we were amazing. And the last four years have been absolutely terrible. And now we're down in the dumps. This has been low tide. Conversely, there's people that would say eight years ago, we were down in the dumps and that was a low tide and the last four years have been fantastic. That's where your brain will really begin to get scrambled. Right, right. When you understand that everyone defines high tide and low tide a little bit differently. Mm -hmm. And that's when you really have to look inside yourself and be like, okay, how am I defining loss, defeat and failure? And you really begin to understand that the way you view the world is totally up to you. Mm -hmm. How you, you might like a song I don't like. Why is that? Because we're all different. We all view the world just a little bit, a yeah. little bit differently. But yeah, I definitely think our country, our nation, our, everything goes up, up and down like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, that's. Uh... Do you agree? Well, my thing is like, Again, I have this, you know, this way I'll, I will say my mind works a little differently. Um, mm -hmm. So I will join you in, in that where I just think of like, let's say a Native American, if that's the correct term, I, I, I think it is, but I'm not sure. But where there, you know, like it, I don't think of, of, I think you can tell the story of Native Americans in this country as an ebb and flow rhythm experience. Just my opinion, where there was, you know, everything was kind of, I mean, there were struggles and there was, you know, the, the, whatever was going on in Native American life. But then once people from Europe started showing up, they changed the game, right? And it changed the game in a, uh, just a, a, too powerful to, to I, I, I just think that that model kind of falls apart in looking at that in my mind. Um, so I don't know, I always just think of like, okay, can I apply this globally? Can I apply this all the way across history? And, um, that that 
case study kind of kind of strains that and meaning I, that there's not been any are you i'm are you saying that they they were living this life let's say of abundance they were at high tide let's say right right and folks came in and uh just tried to destroy them um, right. in all actuality let's not sugarcoat it yeah um treated them horribly right and they've never been able to reach high tide again is that kind of what you're saying I would guess, I mean, and, and the, obviously that is not my, I guess, you know, this is awkward for me to kind of have waded into this territory, but obviously that's not my call to make to assess the status of, of, you know, native peoples in the United States. But I think you could certainly argue that um, there was not, yes, the wave, the wave never quite recovered back um, for that. Okay. And the only thing I would say, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Go ahead. No, you're good. No, you're good. The only thing I would caution us to do is you cannot define tomorrow's success by a level of success you had yesterday. You cannot do that. Um, in, in this case study, um, a very unscientific case study that you and I are talking about here of, right. yes. of indigenous people. I agree with you. Um, you know, their their nation, their their people, their culture uh, has never has never again reached back to what it was um, centuries ago. It, it has not happened. And if that's where you choose to keep your mindset, right? Then then yeah, I mean, it's horrible. It, it still is horrible, and it sucks every single day. Um, but that doesn't mean that the rhythm hasn't changed. It may never get to, it, it certainly hasn't gotten to the point where they were at yes, yesteryear, but that still doesn't mean that, that they're in this negative place, that, um, that they're at low tide, so to speak. Let me put it that way, right? And right. this by no means, right? I feel like we always, we're in such a, you know, we're in such a culture now. We have to be so careful with everything you say. So let me just say this. We're not trying to offend here, okay? Yeah. And no one is trying to say to indigenous people, um, everything is fine and uh, no one or is trying Or everything to is offend. awful, right? Either, Correct. Not to say either one. Yeah. Correct. Um, I, I just think, um, you know, it, it's very difficult to, to describe where you're at today as, as, as success or failure, if you're measuring it against where you were at yesterday, I just, I find that very, very difficult. It's all, um, your, your measure of success is based off of what you're measuring it against. Mm -hmm. Like once we understand that, like the whole world changes. Once you truly grasp that, that, that your definition of success depends totally on what you're measuring it against. If you're measuring it against what someone else has, um, mm -hmm. chances are you might be disappointed. If you're measuring it against this big, huge idea that you ex had existing in your head, uh, then sometimes you might be disappointed. You may not hit that. But that, that doesn't mean that it's, it's a true failure. You know what I mean? Like, look, let, let's... Let's take the gloves off here and talk a little bit in theory about what could have happened here with this political election. Uh, and, and I don't care what your political affiliation is here. This is not about that. This is not about me trying to say one party's right or one party's wrong. This is about leadership, leadership for life, how we handle defeat, failure, loss, and success for that matter. Donald Trump um, did not win the election, okay? Um, we won't get into any arguments about, you know, stealing of elections and all of that stuff. Joe Biden's declared the victor. Uh, Donald Trump has lost the election. He now has a choice. How does he handle that defeat? How does he handle that defeat? If he measures success by what he had imagined, I'm going to win and I'm going to be president for another four years, then it's utter failure. It's utter loss. It's utter turmoil. And the sting of that loss is certainly going to be there. But what else could you do? What else could you do with this loss? You could try to figure out a way 
to turn it into something positive. Mm -hmm. Okay, so so what opportunities present themselves because of this loss? That's an approach to this. The other approach is what we've been witnessing, mm -hmm. where you hang on to this idea that you have in your head, and no matter what happens, you can't let go of your your original idea. And the more you hang on to it, the more you separate yourself from reality. And you get yourself into some very dangerous places. I'll give you a personal example. Um, I, I was furloughed in March, officially let go of my position, I think in November. I think that's about right. If I choose to measure success by finding another job, then I'm in a tough spot right now, right? Um, and you and I talked about how we see things differently. Um, I believe I'm in a place of transition. I think I'm in a place where, um, well, first, I believe that we're all in a place of transition right now. I believe that if you walk out of this 2020 thinking and reacting to the world the same way you did in 2019, you have missed a huge opportunity. Um, so I'm looking at life that. and I'm like, you know what, man, I, uh, I'm not totally sure I'm meant to be at another corporate job. I'm not, I, as I sit with you today, that's not what I think. I don't really believe that's where I'm supposed to be. I don't think I'm going to find another job. I'll tell you, I've applied for jobs. I've went on interviews and I've told my wife, like, I just, I secretly, I, I don't know that this is going to come through. And none of them come through. Now, maybe I'm making that happen. I don't know. But I just I just don't feel like that's where I'm supposed to go. And so my point is it comes back to how I'm measuring success, defeat, and failure. I feel that I've got some things working right now on the side that can greatly benefit lives, that can impact the lives of, of a ton of people. Um, we're seeing some of it begin to take root. We're beginning to see the impact we're having on people's lives. Uh, this podcast is a piece of that. And then there's other things that I've got going on that are helping folks. I wouldn't have taken the leap to do any of those things if I hadn't lost my job. Now I really start messing with you. If I hadn't lost my job, I wouldn't have been in a place where I'm at now to impact the lives of the folks that I'm able to do. I, I, I guess it just comes back to how you define success and failure. Uh, if I decide to measure success based off what yesterday looked like to me, then yesterday has to look like a nine to five. That's how I have to be successful. I've got to go get a nine to five. I've got to go uh, be in an organizational development, leadership development capacity. I've got to be helping a, a organization. I've got to be creating global leadership programs for them. I've got to be going into the office every day. Um, I've got to have all that security. I've got to have all of that. If Because that's what it was like yesterday. And boy, did that feel good. Mm -hmm. Right? That felt wonderful. And that felt safe. So that's what I want, right? Um, but instead, if you can turn the page and say, hey, what if I was to let go of everything I thought was right. Everything that I believed, all of these ideas and thoughts that I thought steered my life, that measured my life, what if, what if I was able to let them go and define success in a new way? All of a sudden, all these opportunities, all of these different options open up to me where my success isn't measured by where I was yesterday. Mm -hmm. uh, my, my success can be measured in a totally different a different place. Yeah, I think you are, I think that is a, it takes such boldness to get to that place. Um, and I mean, I feel like I have experienced a sliver of that where I am looking at jobs that are very different from past jobs where I'm like, yeah, who says I have to stay in this area? Like who says right. that I have to uh, I was applied for a job this week where you're in the courtroom and you're recording, you know, courtroom, you're, you know, video, and I have you know, some background in that. 
but uh again like it's it's like what am i holding on to here you know like what yeah. what's the why not see what else is out there why not explore what what life you know ultimately could be rather than just you know being so chained to this old like like you said you know defining success of today by what success yesterday was um uh so i applaud you for having that i yeah i mean it, it feels like you're kind of through the looking glass you know like where you're it takes kind of a you have to kind of explode your blunt your brain a little bit in order to you know kind of get to that point <laughs> I don't know if you have to explode your your brain. That I sounds terrifying. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's, I don't know. I think a lot of people like that, that is a very, very scary thing you're talking about, you know? Sure. And so I think there's just, there's not a whole lot of people that, you know, have the, the courage to do that. And, and, and not just the, it's more than courage. It's a, it's a lot of different things. So um so you know i tip my hat to you that you were able to do that well thank you and and, and i greatly appreciate that now let me talk to my folks of faith out there okay. uh the the folks that that walk in some faith and we always talk about walking in faith let me let me describe to you what i've decided to do because it's easy for me to sit here and say hey um I really didn't expect us to go to this place, but um, I'll, I'll go. I'll go okay. there. I feel right. like that's where we need to go. Um, hey, I don't really feel like I'm, I'm, you know, I don't define myself as I did yesterday and blah, 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 right? And then the listener's like, okay, but what are you doing? Like, you're still trying to find those jobs, aren't you? No, I've stopped applying. I don't apply anymore. I've stopped applying for those jobs. Um, you know, when all of this happened, unemployment was there and, and all of this stuff, folks, let me tell you something. I've not filed for unemployment in weeks. I'm done. I'm done. I am walking in faith. Um, you know, that, and that means totally just saying, I, I don't have control over this. You know, I'm a person of faith. We're going to see what's going to happen. Now, I'm going to work my butt off, you know? I'm going to work my butt off and we'll see where we go. Uh, maybe we end up in the place that I have in my head. Maybe we don't. Maybe we end up somewhere else. I could give you a thousand stories of me supposedly, you know, saying I'm walking in faith. And then I end up not, not ending up in the place where I thought I was walking in faith to. Sure. But it ends up being a great place anyway. Mm -hmm. It ends up being a great place anyway. Uh, when I was in the military, I was a non-commissioned officer. And for those of you that don't know, you have non-commissioned officers and commissioned officers. Commissioned officers are these officers, lieutenants, captains, majors, colonels, generals, and so forth. Non-commissioned officers, your sergeants, and then all of the levels of uh, non-commissioned officers, senior non-commissioned officers, senior master sergeant, and so forth. Uh, I was a non-commissioned officer, and I desperately wanted to be commissioned. You had to have a bachelor's degree to become a commissioned officer. I desperately wanted it. Why? Because there's more money. You didn't work as hard. I'm working outside in the cold. 30 degrees below zero. The officers are inside building PowerPoints. Mm -hmm. I'm out here working my butt off. Now I'm with all of the people, but I'm out here working my butt off. Uh, I want to make a little bit of money. And I think, hey, I think the officers are more marketable on the outside anyway. So I start to pray about it, pray about it. And I begin to think, hey, I think this is going to happen. I enroll in school and I'm starting to go to school. And I'm going to apply for this program called OTS, Officer Training School. My degree is done and I'm convinced. If you were to talk to me when I was going through the process, I'm telling you, I'm going to become an officer. I'm walking in faith. I feel like this is going to happen. Now, mind you, um, no one has told me it's going to happen. I just, I just believe it. The day I finish my degree, I go to, uh, the day I'm going to apply to be an officer, they shut, they cut off all options to apply for being an officer. That day, <laughs> I can't apply. Are you kidding me? 
I can't apply now to become an officer. And I was so confused. And I carried that confusion around with me for years, for years, where I doubted hearing like, you know, when I say I hear God, people always like to make fun of people of faith and be like, oh, so you're talking to God, huh? That's not what it means. It, it's this, you know, thought, this whisper inside your head. And I felt like I wasn't worthy to hear that. Like I didn't trust any of that because I had felt like I was walking in faith and I didn't get the picture that I had imagined. You know what I mean? Yeah. But then something occurred to me one day. Um, and it was in this house, actually. So when I say years, I'm talking about 10 plus years. I carried this around in my head. Every time I began to think, oh, maybe I'm supposed to move in this direction, I would second guess it and think, no, you've thought that before, knucklehead, and you didn't get what you wanted, and you looked like a fool. Don't do that again. So I sat here and I thought, okay, and I just took a look at my life one day here in this house, and I was like, wow, like I have a master's degree in organizational leadership. I'm running a podcast. I've, I've launched leadership development programs all over Omaha, all over uh, Lincoln, Nebraska. I, I've created global leadership programs. I'm touching lives on continents all over the world. Um, you realize none of that would have happened if I'd have become an officer. My life would have went in a totally different direction. Yeah. So I, I thought, you know, I wonder if sometimes, and I don't have all these answers, folks, but I wonder if sometimes we have an idea, we have, a, and this is again to my people of faith, we have this whisper, we have this idea, this dream to pursue something. We create it to be something much bigger than what we think it's going to be, but it's actually a sidestep for us. It's, it's, we chase that idea so that we can move past this, this other idea we have in front of us. So we can look around that and then see what our actual future is. I thought I was going to become an officer. That's what I thought. No, I just needed to get my degree. And I would not have went and gotten my degree. I had flunked out of college already like four times. I wouldn't have went and done it. But there was an age limit on becoming an officer. I was approaching that. So I knew I had to go full time. I was a four-time college dropout. And, and, and I flipped it and started going to, I would work all day. And then I'd go to school at 4.30 or 5 at night and be there till 10 or 10.30 at night. Five days a week. Jeez. Because I had this idea. I'm going to become an officer. I'm going to become an officer. I'm going to become an officer. And it wasn't becoming an officer that I was supposed to be. It was just I needed to get the degree so that I could then chase my master's degree and discover my passion, which was leadership. Mm -hmm. And really dive into that passion and explore it and understand what it meant. If I had become an officer, I would have been taken away from all of the people that I ended up leading. All of the lives where I was able to help them become something better professionally, I would have been taken away from the people where I sat in hospitals with them when they wanted to hurt themselves. All of the people that, that we've been able to impact and help. Um, I don't know how I got to this place, but folks of faith, just be careful of what you're defining as as success. You don't always know. That's what walking in faith is, not knowing where you're going. It's like walking into a dark room and just taking one step and then another step and then another step. Does that make sense? It does. And I will say, I, and I will say, and you know, we've, we've talked like I'm not a person of faith, but I think there's something that we can all learn in that, in that I just, I don't know. I take enormous comfort from the idea that the future is unwritten and that you don't know what what as long as you keep walking you don't know where you're going to get and it exactly can, it can be where you thought you were going to be but like the, the idea is keep walking keep yeah. walking and so um yeah i think uh i think that's a really great uh great message and and like i said i think it applies to for everybody so Chuck, I would I think you'll agree with this. Very few people 
this would be a great uh, interview we could do with folks. How many people are truly today where they thought they would be 10 years prior? Mm-hmm. Very few of us. Right, right. Very few of us end up where we thought we were going to be in, in all aspects of life. Yeah. Our relationship looks different. Our marriages look different, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, our parenting looks different. Our finances look different. Maybe, yeah, I never thought, I, dude, I never thought I'd live in Nebraska. Are you kidding me? Do you think I grew up dreaming of living in Omaha, Nebraska? You're crazy. You are crazy. But and I, I did. That's the did. and that's the crazy thing is that I did and and I did live in Omaha, Nebraska. I would visit my grandma's every summer, and I was living in a small town in Indiana. I was like, that place has everything. I hope <laughs> I can you know live there sometime. And and I loved my grandma's house. I like. There was a moment when, you know, I don't know, I was probably nine and, you know, we were talking and about, you know, stuff that my grandma had and what, who wants, you know, the fancy red chair, who wants the, you know, the cool 50s end table. And as nine years old, I was like, yeah, I want the house, (laughs) the whole thing. And just, and that's where I live right now, you know, so like, wow, it, it, it's, uh, it is, but I mean, I couldn't have mapped that out. I could, I couldn't have. It, it was just you know, like chance, and um, so again, like it's just you don't know. You don't know. You don't know what is what is going. It, it may take you where you think that you want to go. It may take you someplace else. Um, but like I said, the important it, the important thing is is to either just keep walking or keep walking in faith. Yeah, I think um, there was a, an earlier podcast episode we did where we talked about failure, attitude and failure, I think it was. And I, and I think I said something along the lines of like, there's this model, right? This formula for success. And it's try, fail, learn, try again. Mm-hmm. If you just keep repeating that, you're going to be okay. Yeah. Try, fail, learn, try again. Yeah. Um, what happens oftentimes is we try, we fail, and then we get stuck on that failure. And, and we worry about how people are going to judge us for that failure. How are we going to be seen because of this failure? Right. Uh, is this failure going to cause all kinds of bad things to happen, right? Mm-hmm. Is Oh, no, I'm, now am I going to be stuck in a seven-year rut? Or what comes next? Or all of these different things that are going to happen, all these horrible circumstances that could happen we get stuck in that failure and we miss the learning part yeah Yeah. we miss the learning part and And sometimes we fail and we take another step but we skipped the learning part you have to learn from what you've gone through right so that the next step can be a little bit based on more intelligence than what you had before go ahead i'm sorry and no but similar to what and we've talked about this before but some of that some of your ability to learn is is affected by the scars you have from your past. So that's where it behooves you to to look at some of what those scars are, what those what those stories are that you're telling yourself. Like that's I think that's why people might drop something once that if they failed at it is that they you know it they have these you know messages that they're hearing. They're like, oh, well, this is this is what you deserve, or this is this is because you are this, that, or the other. And so, um, if you can address those things, then it doesn't you don't take it so personally. And I mean, maybe I'm just hundred percent just speaking for myself, but for me, you know, once I did a little bit of work on those kind of encoded messages or or my template or however you want to to put it, like. Yeah, when something didn't go right, it didn't set me back as much. And I could kind of pick up and try again or whatever, because again, it wasn't like this um, massive indictment of who I was as a person. Um, yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, and, and then if we really wanted to go to another level, I could say that many times that failure had to happen. Mm-hmm. It yeah. had to happen for you to learn the lesson that you needed to learn in order to help the person that you're now going to help. Right. 
Right. That's where you talked about expo- exploding your brain earlier. Yeah. That's where you'll really get crazy. Like, yeah. whoa, like this has to happen. Like that's mm-hmm. where you get to another level of awareness. Awareness is not when you now uh, run from the defeat, the struggle, the loss, the failure, but when you welcome it mm-hmm. and you say, oh, what am I learning from this? Yeah. What yeah. am I going to learn from this? And what strength am I going to walk out of here? What new weapon am I going to have in my Batman belt uh, mm. when I walk out of this challenge and failure and loss, right? Yeah. What new experience am I going to be able to help somebody with? And I was just, I was just talking to uh, my therapist uh, uh, openly. And, you know, she was talking about how, you know, you're destined to partner with somebody that you, you know, in terms of dating that will show you what you need to work on. And I was like, that sounds too groovy for me. I, I, <laughs> I need some sort of, you know, kind of, and she was just like, whoever you choose, and it's the same thing with whatever, whatever, you know, challenges, those are going to show you the stuff that you need to work on, right? Like whoever you date or whatever, you know, your adventures, your life, you know, shows like that's what's going to show you your weaknesses or the stuff that that are your your triggers or your or whatever and so um again like you said it's having the strength courage healing whatever in order to be like okay so now i see this let's work on this um uh which you know what again is not always easy to do but it's it's that's where the growth is i i think yeah growth is in the challenge yeah you're not if you're not being challenged you're not growing mm-hmm. right i agree i agree i think john john maxwell wrote a book called sometimes i win sometimes i learn mm-hmm. like yeah. just think about that title sometimes i win sometimes i learn mm-hmm. like that's that's the whole i don't know how long we've been talking now but uh, I should have just said that in the very beginning, and this would have been the shortest podcast episode <laughs> in history. Sometimes you win, sometimes you learn. Okay, signing off. Right. Um, yeah. We would have missed the exploding the brain um, yeah. Yeah. aspect of it, but uh, but yeah, no, I think that's that's good. Um, I think that's, I don't know if, about you, but I think it's been about an hour. So um, I do want to say before we sign off, if you are enjoying this, uh, these conversations, it would probably be good for us in some way if you subscribe to the podcast so that you don't um, miss out. We're not trying to monetize this or whatever, but we're just trying to have, have it have access to the most people that, that, um, that can listen to it. And so, um, so yeah, if you could subscribe, that would probably be, be good. And there may be you know, depending on you know how you access your podcast, there may be a way either to rate us or or review us, and um, so yeah, if that if you feel compelled to do that, um, that would be great for us. So yeah, absolutely. And can can I make a selfish request? Please, um, folks, we want to hear from you. I know I say that a lot, but it it it's more than just like uh, us just saying it. It means a lot to us. It really means a lot, right, Chuck? Like uh, here an episode or so ago, we got a lot of comments and you and I shared those comments and we talked about them at length. They really fed us. They, yeah. they really fed us. They, they feed our soul. They make us um, feel like what we're doing is, is beneficial to the world in some way, right? And um, yeah. we, we would love to hear from you. Um, so please, please reach out to us if you're friends with, with Chuck or I on any social media challenge uh, channels. Uh, please reach out to comment or, or send us a DM there, or you can reach me at Casey at CaseyPutney.com. Um, just reach out to us. Let us know what you're thinking. If, if something we said actually touched you, touched your heart, it made you think, it made you realize something, man, we would love we would love to hear that. If we added any value to you at all, you can turn right around and add value to us by letting us know 
um, how we made you feel. And don't do it once, uh, do it every episode. We absolutely love it. It makes, it really does feed our soul a little bit. So thank yeah. you so much. And if there is something that, um, you know, if there is a topic that you think, you know, that yeah. you would want us to explore and, and look through, look at through the, the, uh, the eyes of leadership and, and whatever it is I'm bringing to the party. Um, uh, yeah, please let us know. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah. I don't really believe that any topic is off, is off the table, right, Chuck? Mm -hmm. Like you, yeah. you and I have, are aware that we, we do approach things similarly, but also mm -hmm. different in some instances. And, um, and I don't think that doesn't offend me. I love having conversations with you and I know, I feel like you feel the same way. So absolutely. Any, uh, any parting shots here, Chuck, as we close it down? Um, no, I don't think so. Um, I'm just glad to be recording again and, and, um, yeah, I just, I appreciate everybody that's listening and, um, yes, we'll be, we we'll should be back next week. Wonderful folks. Thank you so much for joining us. We hope you got some value out of it. Um, as always remember that we're, we're absolutely here to help take care. We'll see you next time.